0: be a lot bigger but you know what God's not concerned with all that long story short we, we had service it was great we had good church service and at the end of it this lady comes up and she says I, I haven't been able to quit crying since about midway through the service and I said well that's okay you know I didn't and she says the Lord keeps telling me to kneel and she said this two or three times and now we're, we've already left our building and we're out in a big three inch gravel parking lot you know, being the man of God I am, I said, well, you better kneel then right now. You know, we weren't going to look for a cozy place, you know, just get it done. You know, if God's telling you to kneel, be obedient, let's see what happens right now. So she did, and she had, her back was so bad. She's one of our outriders at the racetrack, which is, they're like a pickup man at a rodeo. Things get bad, they bust in there, grab the loose horses, they do all this stuff. So her job is really very, very important. And she just couldn't even get on my horse this morning. She's telling us she's crying. And and I kept telling her, you better just kneel. So she did. And and Erica and myself and another lady named Cheryl, we prayed for her right there. And while she was still down there, I said, when you get up, I said, you walk like you're healed. You just, you know, and she got got up and she's walking like she's healed. She said, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And she just, and I mean, before it was like. She's walking, she's walking, but now she's walking. The next morning, I want to read this to you. Because I just love how God's just pretty awesome. This is from that lady, Cheryl. She said, I'm pretty sure your guys' prayers for Leslie leaked through to me. I was able to get up this morning with so much less pain. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Amen. But look, it, it don't matter. I mean, God wants to heal all of us, amen. And if you can catch just a little bit of it off of somebody else, go ahead and take it because a little bit of it changed her life, amen.
1: Amen. I needed a little bit of it this morning, amen. so thanks for praying for me. Amen. Everybody knows what's going on in our country. <laughs> Excuse me, particularly in Israel and I want to go through some scriptures about Israel, how important it is for us to stand with Israel. How, how important it is for us to understand what's going on. This whole thing, whether it's a political system in Washington, D.C., or it's a war in Israel, it's to stop the kingdom of God from advancing is what it's about. And <clears throat> put up that... Scripture in Psalms uh, sixteen eight. H- have you got some anchors in your life that you can really go to? I mean, not just your experiences, but that you know that you know the Lord, and that uh, you won't be shaken. I had this verse, and then we had a song, had all that in there. I love that verse. <clears throat> I have set the Lord continually before me. Because He is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. He, he'll, he said, I'll show you the path of life. I mean, we've talked a lot about Psalms 91. <clears throat> you can't just holler Psalms 91 and the enemy leave you. Come on. It's got to be out of a relationship with God that you've got enough in you to know that whatever's coming, God's going to take care of you. That, that's the bottom line. This is not the end of time. This is the bump that the prophetic people have talked about, things that are coming, and we need to really pray for Israel. We prayed for him here this morning, and uh, we sent money. from the church. Dixie and I sent money to be used in Israel. So, uh, we need to stand with them. But Hamas, or the cruelest enemies of the Jews, are usually descendants of Ishmael and Esau. They say they're they're the ones. And yet, That's a descendant of Abraham also. Here's one report I I read that uh, just recently the militants tortured mutilated Israel parents and children before killing them. Emergency responders said uh, Israel claimed that he and his team recovered a number of mutilated bodies belonging to a single family that was killed during the Hamas brutal attack. But before they were killed, the terrorists apparently ate the meal the family had prepared for a Jewish holiday. Held them as captive and then ate their family meal. And uh, So, <clears throat> you don't reason with those people. You're you're not going to go sit down and uh, I'll be good if you be good. Is uh, and Israel knows that. But look at uh, Romans chapter eleven. But what about all the protest in our country, particularly at the universities, standing with Hamas? Yeah. Really shows you a lot about our country. Shows you a lot about our schools. Even. Uh, uh, Michigan State yesterday in their football game, some of their video deal they had a deal about Hitler on it. Well, they've apologized for that this morning, but I mean, see, there's just more of that going on in our country, and uh, we could be going through the same thing. We could still be going through. The, there are sleeper cells in this United States, and they wasn't just against Israel. They come just to kill the people. And they did a good job of it. But <clears throat> in Romans 11, I say then God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be. <clears throat> For I too I am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. Of course, Benjamin was the only one of the twelve sons that was really born in the promised land. But Paul's just saying, "Look, I've got a pedigree. God has not rejected His people whom He foreknew." Now, we're we're going to talk about who He foreknew, or do you not know what the Scripture says in the passage about Elijah? how he pleads with God against Israel. Isaiah said, Lord, they've killed your prophets. They've torn down your altars. I alone am left, and they're seeking to kill me. There'll be a time you'll feel like you're the only Christian. You'll be in a place and there's nobody else to stand. But what is the divine response to him? God said, I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. God said, look, I've got this. It's like Gideon's 300. It was, it was never a great multitude to carry out what God wanted. Look at that scripture in Romans eight twenty nine. For those he foreknew, here's that foreknew again. He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And uh, let me just read you. You know, uh, Ephesians 1 4 says, Just as he chose us, God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. That would be holy and blameless before him. So we were foreknown by God. But I want to go to Romans uh, 9 6 now. <clears throat> but it was not as though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who are descendants from Israel. Now. Yeah. I mentioned Ishmael. That was Abraham's first son. But that was a work of the flesh. That wasn't God's plan. And you, you can see the turmoil that's coming from that. They are not all Israel who are descendants from Israel. Nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. But through Isaac, your descendants will be named. That's what God told Abraham. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come And Sarah shall have a son. Now let me show you one more, another passage here about that. Galatians three six. They're not just because they're a Jew doesn't mean they're a descendant. They're a descendant of Abraham, but they're not of the promise because that came through Isaac. Even so, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. The Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles. and We ought to be shouting about that. That God brought us in by faith. Preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. How did he do it? I don't know, but he did. It is written. All nations will be blessed in use. What God told Abraham. So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. It would be just like saying, take all the church of America and do you think they'll all be in heaven? Probably not. There's probably a lot of people on church roads that have never been born again. For the the Jewish people to get saved, they're going to have to get saved just like you and I do. They're going to have to come to believe in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Why else would big countries, little countries, want to wipe out a country, I, I think someone said, size of Maryland? The state of Maryland. Why? See, it's just because that enmity, that hatred that they have. And listen, we're going to see more of it in this nation. And it's not only the Jews they would like to get rid of the Christians also. The United States of America is the only thing standing between China taking over the world right now. And it's closer. And only God, only the Holy Spirit, the church is standing against that. And that's why we need to know who we are. We need to stand in it. We need to believe the Word of God. And if you ask me what to do, I say it's just a time you better snuggle up a little closer to Jesus. It's going to be about knowing our God. Okay, so we talked about who he foreknew. If you understand those verses, all Israel's not going to be saved, but the, all those that God knows are going to accept him will be saved. And they'll be coming in in this harvest. There's a passage that says they're not coming in until the time of the Gentiles fulfilled. One place I read said, "Till the last Gentiles saved, well, I, I think that's a, a misquote. I think there'll be people continuing to get saved. But verse three verse, verse uh, five, in the same way then, there has come also to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. Now there's a remnant in Israel right now. There's a remnant. But God wants more to come in. And they will. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. And so Israel was trying to get in by keeping the law. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. What then? What Israel is seeking, it has not obtained. But those who were chosen obtained it and the rest were hardened. Just as it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap and a stomach block and retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened to see not and bend their back forever. See, when... God just doesn't pick out people just to harden. But in his foreknowledge, he knows. I mean, Pharaoh was one. He knew Pharaoh wasn't going to bow a knee to him. And there, there's people. My dad used to say, there's an arch that says whosoever. And you walk through it and you look back and God says, I knew you'd come. I chose you. And that's still true. That's true about Israel. It's just not over. And uh, I mean, there's just a small percentage of them that know the Lord. And it's just like in America. It's not as high a percentage as we think. And we're finding those things out. I say then, verse 11, They did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression... Salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now if their transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? But I'm speaking to you who are Gentiles. inasmuch as much then as I'm an apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry." If somehow I might move to jealousy my fellow countrymen and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Think about when the Jewish people get turned on. If you've met a, a Jewish evangelist or someone, they, they can be strong. Verse 16 is an unusual verse. If the first piece of the dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. The first piece of the dough, well, obviously it would be God. But speaking about human beings, it would be Abraham. It would be Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It would be the twelve sons of Jacob and be the twelve tribes you could go further it would be David and then it would ultimately be Jesus Christ but he's saying God created them to be a holy people that's the dough he's talking about and he talks about the lump also and then he goes to the root well the root of Israel is holy the, the branches are too those that know God. But if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive, that's us, were grafted in among them and become partakers with them of the rich root of the olive tree. I I was going to look up. You know, we see pecan trees. A native pecan tree, they graft it to a paper shell and it'll it'll produce eventually paper shell pecans. It takes a while. It's a process. But he said that's what we Gentiles were grafted in to this tree that the root is holy is what he's talking about in that. But if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive were grafted in among them, And become partakers with them of the rich root of the olive tree. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember it is not you who supports the root. But the root supports you. The root supports us, right? We're rooted in this. In Christ. You may say, branches were broken off so I might be grafted in. Quite right, they were broken off. For their unbelief. Unbelief still the big sin. But you can stand by your faith. Do not be conceited but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches. And he didn't did he? Behold the kindness and severity of God. To those who fail severity. But to you God's kindness. Kindness. If you continue in His kindness, otherwise you also will be cut off. There's so many people that just think, yeah, I made a decision sometime in my life and I just can't wait to see Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of scriptures like that. I mean, there is so much deception in the body of Christ. And, and we need to take heed when we stand. God, so I'm telling you, it, it comes at all of us. If you continue in His kindness, otherwise you will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. When they get in faith and see who Jesus Christ is, God grafts them back in. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and were grafted contrary to the nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? It'd be easy for them to get right back in. For I do not want you brethren to be uninformed of this mystery so you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. Now, when he says all Israel is going to be saved, he means all those he foreknew. That's what he's talking about in there. For it is written, Deliverer comes from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. That's out of Isaiah. And this is the covenant with them. When I take away their sins, from the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But for the standpoint of God's choice, They are beloved for the sake of their fathers. They're still beloved. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient that because of the mercy shown to them, they also may be shown mercy. For God has shut up all in disobedience or unbelief so that He may show mercy to all. He is showing mercy to all. Oh, the depths of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and unfathomable His ways. He who, who has known, excuse me, for who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again. For from him and through him and to him are all things and to him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. there's two or three chapters let alone in there where Paul just really talks about the Jewish people. In the day and time we're in, we need to have some understanding in this of what's going on. We need need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for a a move of the Holy Spirit there just like we do for revival in this land. But I, I just challenge you you' better have you some some words you know and some things you can stand on. Jesus said, it is written. it is written. it is written. You know those seven sons in the name Paul and Jesus, and they said, "Who the blank are you?" We know Paul and Jesus, but we don't know you and one demon possessed man stripped seven of them said they left naked. They're wicked people, but we we we've got to have something to stand on ourselves to know the Lord. We want to pray for anybody that needs prayer we just want to bless the Lord let's just stand i I appreciate you putting up with me and my voice here this morning. Lord, we decree your lordship here. Lord, we decree it over all the earth that you are the Lord God Almighty. And Lord, we do pray for Israel. Lord, we pray for a revival in the land that changes the culture. And Lord, we're here today to draw near to you. You have foreknown us. You chose us before the foundation of the world. And Lord, we're here as your servants to give you praise and thanks now. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 Angie, you and Tommy or somebody, come pray for people this morning. Come on now, pray for you. Don't leave carrying some burden around that you don't need. still all about Jesus pray for those you missed today Ruby wasn't feeling well Debbie's away Jack Russell said he wasn't feeling good and we prayed for several here this morning Jeff, an Israelite where there's no guile. Any other words this morning?
2: I just wanted to say, Gerald, uh, I really truly love you, sir. I love you, sir, because uh, I know the enemy tried to attack you today, and even Mama Dixie was in the tr- in the car, just saying it, you know. And you had a word you wanted to bring forth today, and even though something got a hold of your stomach or whatever, you didn't want to give in and and, and and let the devil win. Really, y- you had a word you wanted to speak today, and I just enjoyed hearing it. And uh, I just I just thank you so much for for your heart, for for you being tenacious, for for striving to always be about what, what God wants you to do and what you want to be. So I just wanted to say that. And uh, one thing, uh, my wife, she's been having a lot of dreams here lately. And it made me think of how Solomon, you know, how he had it through his dream, you know, how the Lord told him, Hey, I'll, I'll give you a lot more than wisdom, but she's been having dreams about, about coyotes actually. And we have a lot of coyotes this time of year, but she said that coyotes, Love to mark their territory. They are social, intelligent, and cunning. You can usually smell them before you see them. They blend into the surroundings so they appear like they are supposed to be. They're put, they're, they're there, but they are not, and they are dangerous. And that's exactly how the enemy is to us, really. You know that. You know I still remember when we had a lady. I can't remember her last name, but I remember it was Barbie. She come and she was a dream interpreter. I can't remember how long ago that was. That might have been eight, ten years ago, but. It just the Lord works through your dreams and and lets you see things vividly, and make sure you y'all write them down. You know, a lot of times Chas got onto me for years because I would never write my dreams down, and it's just amazing to go back and and uh, see those and what God's doing and how He literally was able to actually uh, you know uh, give that to you without you even noticing it. But when you go back and see how God actually miraculously just made that happen. It's, it's just how God works, right? You know, so I just wanted to say that and just uh, appreciate what Ascension is and uh, the movement that we're doing. And I just pray that we continue to, to strive to, to be ambassadors for Christ. You know, it's one thing that Angie always gets me at, but it's one of my favorite songs is History Makers. So you got to play it sometime. It's been a long time. But uh, we are history makers in this land. And that's, that's one thing that I wanted to say. And uh, please, Angie, let's play it sometime. <laughs> Pray for us as we go. Yeah. Well, Father God, we just uh, boldly come before you. Thank you so much for uh, letting us be a willing vessel to you, Father. And thank you for the word brought forth to us from uh, Gerald and for you working through him, Father. I pray that you continue to heal him and strengthen him and the others that are uh, not here. Uh, let this, whatever this sickness is and whatever, let it be gone in Jesus' name. And I just pray for your healing touch on every one of us. And for David, I it's thank you so much, Lord, for letting us see him here and for, for healing him, Lord, and we just thank you so much for everything that you continue to do, and I pray that we can just continue to strive to be more Christ-like, and not just be Bible bump, Bible-thumping bump Bible Christians, but just to, to live you out loud and let people just come and invite them to see what you are all about all about in us, Father. We just thank you for that, and just praise your name, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for being here today.